Good morning, good morning, and happy Sunday from the farm. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Soil with your host, Shani Alfalfa Seed. Thank you for being with us on another beautiful morning. Outside in the chilliness, thinking about the show so far, and it's been 30 episodes, and I'm pretty excited. So I think it's an opportunity to reach out a little bit more and address some of those questions that I've been seeing. But most particularly, I think it's a good opportunity to give you a little bit more of an introduction about who I am, specifically for those newer listeners out there. So my name is Sean Short. I am a native Coloradan. I was born in Fort Collins and I've lived most of my life on the Front Range. Uh, My family moved to Greeley, Colorado when I was seven years old. My dad got a job with the USDA working in the Food Safety Inspection Services as a veterinary medical officer. So here in Greeley we have one of the largest slaughterhouses in the world and we have cattle everywhere. I have said in previous episodes how cattle are king and it's true. I've grown up with cattle my whole life. The smell of cow blood is ingrained in my brain. All those mornings and nights coming home and smelling that on the leather boots that my dad wore when he would go to work and they soak in to the material and I find it very ironic as someone who has grown up in this prolific livestock area to have not grown up on a farm I came from the suburbs Uh, here in Greeley the suburbs are what we call Evans (laughs) we like to joke with people Uh, Evans is a little barrio and I mean that in the most loving sense but it's generally where the lower income and the immigrants live the socioeconomics of the area are more conducive to those types of things so that's where I grew up played soccer did all those things I did not like school that was something that was a challenge for me and the reason I didn't like it is because I knew everything the teachers were teaching me so when I went there I got bored and that boredom led to a lot of things I did a lot of different reading I explored and met with a lot of friends I played a lot of soccer when I was a little kid until I became a teenager where I started to do what teenagers do uh, and they're usually Not what we want them to. And for me, it was skipping school and playing video games. That was the first thing that I did was uh, I'd hide from my folks and we'd then sneak out and we'd play Nintendo 64. Our games were Mario 64 and uh, Donkey Kong. We loved those games and we would do almost anything to skip school just to play those games funny because when I look back in retrospect I recognize that behavior is akin to an 
addict. <laughs> so it's no surprise that I uh, eventually had my own challenges with addiction. But that's in a couple minutes. I did, you know, really well in school despite being a uh, being never there. I aced all of my tests and would immediately leave school again to go do whatever it is that I wanted to do. I know that during these years, I also was acting out as a result of the changing family dynamics. My family got divorced when I was 12 years old and my family was separated. So my dad took a job opportunity in Colorado Springs because A, it was an opportunity to get a promotion. B, his mom, my grandma lived down there so we could be close to them. And three, he needed to get away from his ex-wife uh, for a lot of different reasons. And it was a really amicable divorce. I mean, from the sense of it as best that it could be, but at the end of the day, uh, they fell out of love. Um, one of them fell out of love with the other, and so, you know, that doesn't necessarily make it simple, but it wasn't uh, violent, it wasn't abusive, and I am extremely grateful because there's so many that I've come across in my world where it wasn't that way. I continued my patterns and thoughts and behaviors. Um, when I went down to Colorado Springs, I graduated from Doherty High School after being a really, really terrible student. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I had somewhere in this neighborhood of a two-something GPA, and six weeks before graduation, I was begging my teachers to let me make up the work just so I could graduate because I didn't want to have to come back to do this whole game again the next year. I never wanted to go to college. I never wanted to go back to that type of setting. I actually believed that I wanted to join the military. <clears throat> I graduated high school in 2003. So some context, 2003 is a couple years after the attack on the Twin Towers in New York. And 2003 is, a is around the time when we finally were um, mobilizing our military to be at war in the Middle East. And patriotism was rampant. Like, if you didn't support our troops, you were an infidel. You were a terrorist. You were, it was crazy. But as an 18-year-old, you know, oorah, right? So <laughs> I say that. It's funny. Um, My grandfather, 
graduated from West Point Military Academy. <laughs> so when I told him that I wanted to enlist in the military, he first balked at me and then he smiled. My grandpa was actually an amazing human who rarely judged individuals, but he first balked because he's an army guy. And uh, second he goes, uh, Sean, you're very smart. I believe you could be an officer. I explained to him that I had done a lot of research and I wanted to be a Marine. I wanted to be a scout sniper. Now you can't just be one. It is uh, a selection process to even become one. However, I was an athlete. I am a fantastic shooter. Uh, my brother and I grew up as competitive shooters uh, when we were young. So I was like, this is what I want to be. I enlisted as a field radio operator and I was ready to ship off in a few months. I graduated in May, figured it out that summer, was destined to go out the next spring, ship off to boot camp, and be all I could be. <laughs> I know that's not the right branch, but it's a nod to my grandpa, um, who's looking down on me right now, laughing at what it is that I'm doing here with Blooming Health Farms. He loves the idea that I'm trying to help other individuals like me that have walked this path. The path that I've been walking is, 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 is difficult. Before I was gonna be a Marine, I wanted to have some fun. I wanted to follow in the footsteps of my father. My dad became a ski lift operator after high school. And he did that to live here for a year so he could establish residency before he went to CSU and ultimately uh, get into vet school there. So I thought, hey, I'm gonna go do what dad did and have fun before I go get serious and have to kill people. I wanted to be a kid. At some level, I didn't know I wasn't gonna be. I found absolute freedom in living by myself. I eventually moved to an area called Blue River, which is near Breckenridge, Colorado. Breckenridge, Colorado is a world-class ski resort, and I lived there so I could be a lift attendant before I spent the rest of my life, um, probably not the rest of my life, but what I could tell at that time in my life was that I was going to make a really heavy decision. Now, like many of us out there when we're young, we tend to find things that, uh, how do I want to say this? We tend to get into things that aren't good for us beyond being a kid. And for me, it was alcohol. I had my first drink at 17. 
that actually became the guy in high school who threw the best parties, who had the most debauchery, who had the best booze. <laughs> and uh, while living in Breckenridge, I went to this festival. So every year in Breckenridge, Colorado, they held a festival called Ullerfest. It is a celebration to the Nordic god Uller, the god of snow. And this week-long celebration in 2004 was sponsored by Budweiser. So my little 18-year-old brain was like, brilliant, I can go get free beer down on the streets while being in this world that is going to just give me all of this pleasure before the realities of an adult life. And, you know, I didn't at the time that uh, I was an alcoholic, but I had asked my roommates to buy me some booze so I could be sure that I could get drunk. I didn't want to rely on having to, you know, steal some cups of beer from the keg or anything like that. And they bought me this bottle of booze. I drank a fifth of rum and tequila. <laughs> yeah, I'm only 130 pounds, by the way. So I drank a fifth of rum and tequila with Pepsi and Monster Energy Drink. And I was feeling, hmm, yes. So I watched this parade, and after the parade, I decided that I wanted to go around and just be this gregarious drunk and uh, a young man. I wanted to go meet, I wanted to go meet women in all of these uh, resorts and stuff. I had these fantasies that I'm in this world of fancy people that are going to just embrace this kid and so I started to explore all these areas well there is a story published in the summit daily January 16th 2004 man jumps from beaver run roof <laughs> one of those places I found was a conference center called beaver run I was walking around this area and uh, I tried to steal a keg of beer. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I was drunk and walking around this conference center and I found this keg of beer and started to roll it around the hallways before a security guard quickly came up on me and said, hey, what are you doing? And I froze like this deer in headlights and said, I'm just, just lost. Can you help me find my way? And he said, no way. And he got on his radio and called Breckenridge police. <laughs> I wasn't so drunk that I didn't understand the repercussions of that. So I uh, accosted the individual and ran as fast as I could, as far as I could. But far was actually not far at all. I ran up these uh, the stairway, which led to... Uh, rooftop Terrace. I mentioned the date of the article from the da Summit Daily, January. 
So it's cold outside, there's snow everywhere, and I'm on this rooftop terrace that's covered in snow, and it's actually closed during the winter. And I do my best to run away. Well, for those of you that may not have lived with snow, it, it lets everyone know where you are. There's these footprints that are just in the sand, in the snow. And so I'm standing up there thinking, where do I go? I don't know what to do. And I hear this radio running up a stairwell. There's a door standing there and I'm looking at this door and I hear it and I'm like, oh no, what do I do? My drunk mind is like, I can't go back the way I came. This man I just punched is going to take me out. And this radio coming up this stairway is gonna throw me away. I need to do something. So uh, I mentioned my affinity for video games. My favorite video game during this time was Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. <laughs> so Splinter Cell is uh, a game about a a rogue soldier, uh, sorry, a lone soldier that goes on these clandestine missions. So he's a little bit like a James Bond, um, but Tom Clancy's version. I believed that I was this commando that could do things. And so I'm standing there listening to this radio, looking back at my footprints, contemplating what to do. So I throw myself over the edge of a three-story balcony and hang on to this ledge. There's this metal copper ledge, 35 feet up in the air. And I'm dangling from it and I don't remember much, but I couldn't hold on for very long. And I fell. And next thing I recall, I woke up to a guy looking over me, asking my name and first responders and then the fluorescent lights in the hospital and the doctors took me to do my MRI and what I do remember is telling them how much pain I was in. I remember telling them, oh my goodness, my back is killing me. After the MRI, the doctors looked at me and they go, Sean, you're never walking again. First thing I said to him, what are you talking about? I have to ski next season. And he looked at me and goes, Sean, you're never going to walk again. I don't think you understand. And I said to him, I don't think you understand. I have to ski next season. So I fell 35 feet. So I fell 35 feet off of the roof of Beaver Run Conference Center on June 16th, or sorry, January 16th, 2004. And I broke my back. My spine exploded 
when I hit the ground. I had what was called, or what is called, an L1 burst fracture. My L1, which is the vertebra just below the rib cage, blew up. It exploded to where there was nothing left. They saw dust. <laughs> and so it's no wonder the doctor's like, you're never gonna walk again, dude. I really wanted to be a Marine. I did. I took the oath. I was ready. It was a challenge to call my recruiter and tell him what happened. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was disappointed in myself at the time and was 4F'd from military participation, likely for the rest of my life. It left a lot of confusion in the 19-year-old. Uh, I was 18, sorry, at the time. Um, my recovery took less time than expected, though. I, I focused on the physical therapy aspect. Being an athlete myself, I recovered quite quickly and extremely well. And within three months, I was actually jogging down a beach in Mexico for spring break. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Uh, I'm determined. I'm focused. But I also didn't stop drinking alcohol after breaking my back. <laughs> so that will be for another time. I think it's good to keep them a bit brief until we have an opportunity to spend more time together. So thank you for being here with me today on another beautiful Sunday. I hope that you take care and have a lovely day. Hey, before you go, check out the links below. Leave me a rating and review and follow the show. Don't forget to get yourself some of our Blooming Health Blended Sprouting Mix. Our mix has been shown to get the best eggs and create the healthiest flocks. With feed costs going up, right now's the time to lock in a subscription so that you can get the best eggs without having to go to the grocery store or the feed store anymore. Check out the links below to get yourself some Blooming Health Blended Sprouting Mix.